Welcome to Bungalower and the Bus. I am the bus, John Busdecker, and right about now is when Brendan O'Connor says, I'm Brendan O'Connor from Bungalower.com, but Brendan is taking the night off. I've actually taken a few weeks off here in these last uh, few months that we've done this, and uh, Brendan has never missed an episode, so tonight was the first night he had to miss. But in place of Brendan, who is the editor-in-chief at Bungalower.com, is uh, a man who is coming off a Pachakasha talk, a man who loves Orlando, especially downtown Orlando, recently purchased a new home, and a man who owns Macbeth Photography, Macbeth Photo. I have next to me, across from me, Jim Hobart. Good, good afternoon, John. Nice <laughs> to see you. Thanks for that wonderful introduction. It's uh, good to be here. We are your source for hyper-local photography. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, I'm really appreciative that you could be here, Jim. Cheers. Cheers to you, uh, We are here at the, the Harp, which, if you're not familiar with it, it is right next door to the Celt. And normally people just say the Harp and Celt. Right, exactly. The Harp and Celt um, just celebrated their 10-year anniversary, and... Uh, Kathy Day is one of the owners, and she very kindly said we could be here and record tonight. This is my place that I come to for every special occasion, every birthday, and, you know, Friday is a special occasion, so <laughs> most Fridays I'm here as well. It's a cool bar. If you've never been here, it's on, oh, I just forget, Magnolia. Magnolia. Magnolia and Pine. It's yep. been here a long time. If you're really into soccer or football, they, they show a yep. lot of the games from all around the world. If you've never, if you've been to Ireland, I actually think this this bar reminds me of Irish bars. Like it yep. looks like it on the inside. Well, it's owned by an Irish family, the Mulvaney mm. family, and it's um and it's built in a way that looks just like an Irish pub. And yeah, the soccer or football, as they call it, on mm -hmm. the weekends here is amazing. On Saturday mornings, the Liverpool Supporters Club is out, and you'll come here, and it's a sea of red shirts, everybody yeah. cheering on Liverpool. So it's a great place to be. Yeah, and one of my favorite things about this place at the Harp and Kelt, where we're doing our show tonight, is uh, they serve food here pretty late. So if you're they hungry do. downtown... Yep. It's one of the few places you can get like a decent meal at like midnight or 1 a.m. And yeah. they have really good food here. Yeah. On the weekends, I think the kitchen's open till at least 11 and maybe later if it's a busy night. So yeah. yeah they, and so, it's great stick to your ribs kind of food. Yeah. So thank you to the Harp and Kelp for letting us do our show here tonight. And uh, here on Bungalow and the Bus, we talk about all things downtown Orlando and Winter Park and College Park and all the parks around the, the area. Except for theme parks. Except for the theme parks. And uh, all of this is on bungalower.com. So if you miss anything, go to bungalower.com. You can read all these stories. You can get all the updates. And if you've ever missed an episode of Bungalow and the Bus, um, we're on iTunes. We're on Google Play. We're on SoundCloud. You can find us. So, so this week... Uh, I, as I said earlier, I was out last week. I was sick, right. and so I missed a little bit. But uh, we've had a lot of kind of big development news downtown. One of the biggest things is that the Holocaust Center is planning, although the timeline may be a little far out, but they're planning to take over the old chamber building downtown. Right. At Ivanhoe, yeah, up at North Orange Avenue there, yeah. Yeah, that building's incredible. It looks like the right kind of place when you go by it. It looks like a museum of some kind. So yeah. I think this is a perfect, I think is that 1950s or 50s, 60s yeah. So, So if you're not familiar, yeah. it's actually in Senator Beth Johnson Park, which you, most people Nicely don't even know where done. that is. <laughs> it's uh, sort of where Orange and Ivanhoe meet. It, it gets a little wonky down there if you're trying to get on I-4 yep. or, or trying to figure out. Construction going on It's right always now. a pain to figure out which way the roads go there. But yep. it's right down there. there. There's a hotel across the street. It was a Senesta Hotel. 
hotel years yep. ago. I think yep. it's a, a Hyatt or a Sheridan or a Hilton. I don't know what it is now. Yep. Right. <laughs> excuse me. Right across the street from there. But yeah, the building was the Chamber of Commerce for years and years, years. and years. Yep. And earlier this last year, the chamber merged with the economic development. Right. And they the moved Orlando else. Economic Partnership. I can never keep track right. of all of them, right. Jim. And so, and so the building. The city of Orlando owns the building. Is that the case? Yeah. yeah. And so they've owned it for a long time. And I believe the chamber paid them a dollar a year to, to occupy it, right. which is a standard. A lot of times <laughs> yeah. they have those deals. And so it sounds like the Holocaust Center, which right now is up in Maitland, they have a, it's about a 7,000 or no, I don't, I don't know how big the building is now, but they're up in Maitland. They do events out there and they're, they're wanting to come downtown. And when they do that, they're going to try to get that same rate, dollar a year. Right. But they, according to some stories, I know the Orlando Sentinel wrote about this, and, and Brendan wrote about this on Bungalower, they, the Holocaust Center is willing to put $20 million into this building, which is a huge number. They're going to renovate it? Yeah, yeah. They're going to yeah. add you know, renovations, and it says they're going to do you know, 20,000 square foot addition for more exhibits. Well, you know, uh, I was talking with Ted Maines recently, and he's, a, he's very active in, in the uh, in the. Holocaust Center, yeah. and he's, you know, he's passionate about this project, and it's all very exciting. I mean, this could this could be a real showpiece for downtown Orlando. Yeah, and I know they want to add, uh, I think, like theater space or exhibition space or, or something, and that's sure. something. I don't know if you've had this problem, Jim. You you have your own studio, so maybe you don't have this issue, but. There's a really there's a lack of places where people can host events in downtown. It's true. I mean, it's if you want to do an event, you're really limited to like five places. Yeah. And if those places are full, you're 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 out of luck. Yeah, and depending on the size of your group, right? If you have more than 100 people, say, it's very hard to find a, a venue that can host it. And yeah, for an affordable price. Yeah. Yeah, now we're going to be soon we're going to be losing the presidential ballroom, which was one of the Where's that? It's the one over by Church Street. Oh, and, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know where the new two two building high rise is going Yeah, in right there. there. We've like got about another year, I think. The Cheyenne Saloon yep, and all that. Yeah, right behind that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's a that's so a great this, space. This might provide a new, you know, array of hope for it people. It would be good. No, it would be good if if they started hosting events there. And I know they do I know, I know it's the Holocaust Center, but they talk a lot about you know racism and 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 there, there's sure. other things they do. It's not just it's not just like a Jewish center. It's it's right. other things that they talk about. They have a wide range of issues that they they host Absolutely. in their exhibits. Yeah, yep. yeah. So they're talking about moving. It might not be for another year and a half or so. I don't really okay. know. They I think they have a timeline that says 2020, but they also need money. So I, I think they have a capital campaign that they're launching so they could try to raise the funds, but. It sounds like this is a, a, a win-win, I think, for downtown. Oh, absolutely. I think so we'll, we'll keep an eye on that. Um, as I said, it could be 2020. It could go on sort of longer than that. Uh, Tin and Taco. You a fan of Tin and Taco? I'm not. No? <laughs> I have, All right. I have, I have nothing against uh, Tin and Taco itself. The owner's great, and I like a nice tin of yeah. beer every now and then. I'm just not a fan of tacos. Really? I, I think I'm one of the few people in the world. How do you know like tacos? I don't know. It's like, I don't like All right, this show's over. I want yeah. Brendan back. <laughs> really? You don't like, like I mean, no tacos? I know. I'm not a taco fan. Really? I just, yeah, they're like the peanut butter and jelly of... So uh, of, it's funny you, you say know. that, because I, just, I, have, I have a history of saying this on the radio, and I've said it here, Jim. I've said it on Tom and Dan, I've said it on other shows, I'm actually not a huge fan of burritos. 
Really? Yeah, because okay. I just don't think they're as good as tacos. <laughs> See, and I, the reason I say that is because I just feel like it's all sort of mushed together in a yeah. in a in a mm -hmm. tortilla. And I the, the reason I like tacos is because I feel like there's lettuce and tomato and they're fresh and. And when you, you know, have a burrito, it's all just like mushed together. Mushed, yeah, I, I'm not saying I wouldn't eat a burrito if it wasn't in front of me. I feel like burritos just explode the minute you bite into them. They, True. They fall apart and there's no way to, to stay organized. Maybe we just had and bad burritos. All, uh, maybe I, but so, like, taco, you so you don't even like Mexican food? No. No. Really. Refried bean is not my is not my really? thing. Yeah, all right. I'm, I'm English, man. It's, like, That's it's true. I didn't grow up with this. Funny it's, story. It's such a strange sort of cultural thing for when me. I used to live in England for a little bit um, I lived in a dorm at a, at a university and we had people from all over the world that lived there mostly Europe but a lot of English people too yeah. and they had never really had tacos this no. was like 10 years ago it's not something you grow up with yeah and so I mean, but I, they had it in the store so I remember when I would go to the Tesco there yep they had like the taco seasoning or I could find it places or I could make it like now I would just make it but I would make like the whole um, dorm tacos and they would just like freak out because yeah. they were so, they're like we've never had these they're so good oh they liked them. oh they okay. loved them they loved them it's, loved them to me it's sort of like if you don't grow up with marmite and then you try it as an adult i've never had it if you never have it as a kid your palate can't sort of process it when you're growing up what does up. that even taste like it's uh it's a savory it's not it's not sweet it's very savory it's kind of like um what do you put it on Toast, very thin, okay. very thin on buttered toast, and it's because um, it looks like it has the consistency of like vegetable broth like, before you like, like mix it it's with like water. It's like old motor oil. It's okay, like, it's, okay, all right, maybe not that. Yeah, yeah, no, it's interesting. It's magnificent if you come home at two in the morning and you're, you know, you've had a few drinks and you're desperately hungry, but yeah. you don't feel like cooking anything. Marmite on toast and go to bed, and you're you'll be fine. Okay, it's, well. <laughs> Anyway. Tinnitaco, we're way <laughs> off topic here. Sorry. Tinnitaco, they I have digress. a location downtown. Yep. Uh, Washington? Washington. I can never remember. Uh, Washington. So 40 West Washington. It's a taco place. Yep. They got tacos. Yep. I mean, you know, are they the best tacos in the world? They're craft. No, but they're, they're craft, craft tacos. tacos. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So they have all these crazy toppings and yeah. they have crazy beer. People who like tacos rave about the place. All right. I swear. Well, I opening, hear nothing but They're good opening things. a new location in Soto somewhere. Right. They haven't said where yet. Um we wrote about this on Bungalower. Haven't said where. No idea. But they are opening up a second location. Good. So you folks down uh, in Soto are going to have not one, but two. Yeah, I guess new there's a Gringos Mexican opening places. too. Yeah. I don't even know where that is Looks either. Like Gringos Locos is putting in and also putting in a uh, a new store in Soto. So yeah, I don't know where that's at. I know they're opening somewhere. Oh, let's see. Yeah, they they're opening up somewhere in Soto as well, but. They haven't announced, when I say they, Tin and Taco hasn't announced where they're going to open up in Soto, but they're going to open up somewhere. And if I'm not mistaken, Tin and Taco and Gringo's Locos are owned by the same folks. I think, or they, so I think they, they went their they separate were, ways, I think they went maybe? their separate okay. ways from what I remember. So now it's a battle to see who We've talked <laughs> about this, Brendan and I, years <laughs> ago. All right. And, uh, years ago. Months ago. And... Um, we, we discussed how, yeah, the, I think they started together and then at some point they split off. Because now they're a block apart on Washington. One's, yeah. One's yeah, yeah. east of Orange and one's west of Orange, but they're just like a block apart right now. Yeah, so, yeah. so we'll see what happens with all that. I mean, I, I don't know how close they'll be in Soto, but, you know, maybe they're just keeping up this competition. I right? have no idea. Right. So we'll see. So, Jim, did you hear about downtown Credo? Are you a coffee guy? I know you're not a taco am. guy. Are you a coffee guy? I and. 
I am a coffee guy, and you will know that my wife, Beth Hobart, is famous for being a coffee gal. That's true. So the two of us are drink our weight in coffee every day. So Beth yeah. is a, a realtor here, or a real estate agent here in town. Yep. And I know there's a difference between the two. I had to learn that. Realtor is there's what a, they call themselves. That's true. They there's a difference. They emphasize the O-R. Yeah. Anyway, so she's, yeah, she's She's a coffee fan, and we, we go through a ton of coffee in our household. And are you, are you a French press person? or nope. a, no. no? I'm a, I, I, we do a Keurig. We do a pot. We do French press takes too long. No, it doesn't. Have, no, no. So, so before we talk about downtown Credo, <laughs> so downtown Credo, I'll just, I'll just say they're closing their uh, Church Street Exchange location. Yeah. Which if is, you've ever been in there, it's like a little sort of bar. And is that before because we of, get there, oh. though, Jim, <laughs> sweet, it takes like five minutes to do French press. But you have to boil the water and then you have to pour it into the thing and then That's you have to sit around and watch it and wait. For four and wait, minutes. And and it, but, wait. but the coffee and tastes wait. so much better. Uh, okay. You don't think so? a little better. I think, I think it tastes I, amazing. I, I don't know. I make French they, press every morning. Yeah? Do you have yeah. a huge one? No, I have a little. Because I only. So my wife drinks it. I She used to not drink coffee. She started drinking All coffee right. again. So like one French press was enough for me. Two cups. Yeah. Tops. In the morning. Yeah. Before I go to work. Okay. I might have a few more at work, but like <laughs> with breakfast and then on the way, it was like the perfect amount. But right. anyway, to we, each we his make own. a pot. We, we come into the office and whoever's there first makes a pot of coffee, 12 cups, and that's gone in like 15 minutes. I think if uh, we did a French press, it would be, we'd just be making it constantly. True. So. No, you're probably, you're probably. But at, the ho- at home, maybe we could try. You right. should. I'll it's talk good to stuff. Beth about it. We'll it's try. good stuff. I, I like grind coffee. the beans. No. No, See, I do all that. another five minutes. Who cares? We but it's that. worth Nobody's it. Nobody's got time for that. Oh, it's so worth it. So anyway, downtown Credo's closing. Did you go to that I, location, the I Church heard, Street one? Yeah, I've been there a couple of times. Um, I, my guess is that it's just it's just hard, if, except for people who work in that totally. building. I don't know anybody else that would go there. Yeah, I mean, I actually I did a few meetings over there. I yep. go meet people just to get out of my office. Yep. But you're right. Like if you don't know, there's no parking. if you don't know it's there. You don't know it's there. Like, you don't even know it's right. there. There's no, I don't think there's a sign out front Nothing that on says, the exterior. So you got to get all those people that work at Canvas. And there's not that many people that work in that building. Right. And then there's really not that many people that work on Church Street to want to go get coffee. Right. Now, the Starbucks, I work on Orange. Yep. Uh, part of my week is on Orange. Orange in uh, Jackson, like where the Bohemian is. Right. And that yep. Starbucks is busy all the time. Oh, yeah. You go in there at 10 a.m., you can't get near the place. Can't people from City the... Hall, people from yep. CNL, people from SunTrust. Like, that's where they go to get coffee. Right. And I think, I, I mean, it's a little bit of a farther walk to get to Credo, but right. you're right. I think part of it is people just might not have known it was there. Yeah, it's not. There's nothing on the exterior of the exchange that shows that it's there. And I think depending only on the people in that building, yeah. it's just not enough of them probably. And I don't know. They could have just had a lease that was, I, I think their lease was for, I want to say 18 months or something like oh, that. Okay. And so maybe it was just up and they just decided to do something different. Do you but know yeah. where they're going to? Did they say well, where? Well, I, I think they're just closing that okay. one from what I gather. Um, but they have a lot of locations. I mean, I think the one yeah. in College Park does pretty good. College Park does well. The one at Florida Hospital on the Sunrail. Yeah, um, yeah. The one, the other one, the one that's in the um, North Quarter Tavern, it's a cool location. I think yeah. they now have a sign out front. But if I remember right, I don't remember them having a sign for a long time. I don't think I've ever been to that one. I have here and there. It's near yeah. the Credo Conduit where right. Brendan, uh, who runs Bungalow, or that's where he yep. works out of. Yep. So. You know, it's a great idea. If you've never been to Credo, 
they you pay what you want. It's That's like, sort of their thing. It's a great thing. concept. You say, you know what? I'm going to pay five bucks for coffee today, and they, they'll take it. If you only have a dollar, they'll take a dollar. Yep. And there's no price tags on anything. They have suggestions, Yep. but no price tags. And what I also like about Credo is that their, their whole um, mo- uh, motto is to just doing good and giving back. They, yeah. they, they do awards where they give uh, fairly large checks to local organizations to um, that need money to help kickstart their projects. Julie Colombino from uh, Rebuild Globally won a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. and that money went back to helping, you know, so so I like a company with a conscience like that. Yeah, yeah, and that's sort of their whole thing. They, really they want to help do, yeah. the community. Yep, they're my kind of people. So their last day is going to be January 26th, so coming up. Pretty next soon. Next Saturday? Friday. Saturday? I don't even know what day it is. It's next Friday because okay. Saturday is the 27th. That's true. And so, so yeah, if you want to go say goodbye to downtown Credo at the Church Street Exchange, now is your time to do that. How long have you lived in Orlando, Jim? Uh, I've lived in Orlando since the fall of 1988. So you remember when the Church Street Exchange building was like... Oh, yeah. I don't like. I wasn't here there. What was it like? I was in. I was going to UCF, eighty-eight through ninety-one, and we would come downtown because there was nothing to do outside on the east side of of town. Yeah. And we'd come downtown, and they'd have nickel beers at Phineas Fogg's, and they'd have Rosie O'Grady's. Would be doing a giant bouncing night, and every one of those places down there were bars, and Church Street was filled with tourists. Yeah. This is pre Pleasure Island, pre downtown Disney. Pre city walk, yeah, pre all that stuff. stuff. So, the buses would bring the Brazilian tourists and the Japanese tourists, and they'd come up here, and they'd all be wearing the same color T-shirts, and the (laughs) buses would just unload them, and that whole Church Street from Garland to yeah, from I four to to Orange Orange would be packed. There was and there was chillers, and there was uh, you know Howl at the Moon, and there was uh, you know just bar after bar after bar. That's crazy to think because like I've only lived here. Seven years. I've never seen it like that. There was an Olive Garden in the in the walkway over top of Church Street. I didn't Street. know that. Yeah. There was a Pizzeria Uno. There was a Sharper Image. There was a Brookstone. There was a Jungle Gyms. I mean, I know there was a haunted attraction too, wasn't there? There was Terror on Church Street. Yeah, that was at the that was right over here at the corner before the plaza was built. There was like a McCrory's and all this stuff over huh. here. So yeah, that was the kind of the end of it. You you came from Garland all the way down Church Street, drank all the way down, went to the haunted house, and then. Got back on. Was there like a Paris Hilton club at <laughs> one point too? <laughs> there was, uh, Club Paris was uh, in the. Um, yeah, that was in like the Cheyenne Saloon back there. Really? But, yeah, the Presidential Ballroom kind of area. And yeah. I know, I know that that lasted about three weeks. <laughs> I know downtown Disney. I'm sure what happened was somebody at Disney was like, "Wait a minute, why are all these people going downtown? We right. can just keep them here." Exactly, and it was about 1990. I remember when Pleasure Island opened, and as soon as it did, and they put all those clubs in there, mannequins and all the rest of them, it dried up. Yeah. Bob Snow packed up his stuff and left, and and Church Street uh, in about two years went from being the hottest place in Central Florida to a ghost yeah. town. Yeah, it's. Slowly trying to get back, but yep. I just I don't know. Like everything has a hard time down yeah. there. I mean, Hamburger Mary's does well. I think Lion's Pride is kind of cool, it's and yep. Ceviche does okay. The rusty I think. Spoon is over there. Yeah, it's just I think it's just hard to get people. I mean, the parking over there sort of sucks. Yeah. I mean, unless you park sort of on Church Street by the Amway Center or somewhere else, like it's it's yeah. just not easy to get down. And there the Plaza sometimes. parking garage is like the oh, yeah, craziest place nightmare. on earth, right? But I would say that Cress, 
Crest has been doing really well. That's um, true. Crest is always done. Have you ever eaten there? Rocks, oh, all the time. Yeah? yeah. Oh, that's you're our, fancy. That's, that's why. Our, all right, so you don't go to tacos, Jim, but you do go to Crest. I have a steak. Yeah. yeah. I um, Beth and I go there for all our special occasions. That's Crest Chop House is one of our most favorite steak places. I've been there once. Because somebody else was paying. Yeah, it's not and cheap. And they're like, what do you want? I'm like, well, I might as well get a steak. And so I got like the was it good? 50. Oh, it was great. It was fantastic. <laughs> we did our joint uh, Beth Sells Florida and Macbeth Studio joint Christmas party there this year. And we ah. had about 18 people. And yeah, the bill came to like two grand or something. <laughs> <laughs> it was not cheap. It's good stuff, though. I, I mean, they do really well down uh, there. It's, and it's worth I'm, every penny, I yeah. swear. I think I think Cress is probably in the in the you know top five in central florida uh, yeah steak places and that's true yeah. yeah i'm a big enzo's fan you ever go to enzo's long time ago i haven't oh, been to I enzo's in forever I love it. that's like our special my wife oh, okay. but that's where we go it's up in longwood not downtown not okay. the bungalow area it's not, but it's but it's really good yep. it's like an old school italian place up on yeah. a lake and yeah. it's fun there and they got great food yep yeah is that your favorite Sort of special occasion Probably. place? Probably. We used to go to... You know, we used to go to Hillstones a lot. Mm-hmm. Or Houston's or whatever it's called. And it was Houston. Now it's Hillstone. I haven't been there in a while. Not There was no reason that we haven't been back. Like, I always thought I got really good food there. It wasn't, like, yep. super expensive. I mean, things were, like, 25, 30 bucks. And, and it I, was a special occasion place. But it's good. I think the, the, the view on a, on a nice night when it's not too hot, sitting out on that back patio and looking at that lake as yeah. the sun goes down to the... The view out to the west there, I think it's just yeah. gorgeous. Hillstones is on 1792 in Winter Park. North of Fairbanks. Yeah, yeah. And I, you know, I've, I've always had pretty good food there. So yeah, big fan. Yeah, yeah, that's a good spot. So uh, we got a few more minutes left. I'm going to talk about Bags, Inc. Do you know about Bags, Inc.? I know nothing about Bags, Inc. So if I, if I remember right, Bags, Inc. is a Orlando company. And I think they, they launched here... And at one point, they ended up moving toward, or maybe they either started or they moved towards the airport. Because they okay. do, what they do is valet service. They do baggage and, and valet services for people that travel. Are these the people who, if your luggage gets on the wrong plane and comes later, are these the guys that bring you your suitcase? At I don't know. Maybe two they in are. in the morning and say. I've, I've never lost a bag. Oh. I don't travel as much as you do, I don't think. I've had it go somewhere else. And it's so nice <laughs> when the guy shows up at your door with your suitcases like four hours after you came home from the airport. So, so they are going to move downtown. <clears throat> they're going to move their headquarters downtown. I think right now they're near the airport. I, I want to say I could be totally wrong on this. This is, why, this is what Brendan usually does when we have our shows. He's the one that fact checks everything as best he can. But they're going to open up their headquarters in Paramore across the street from the Wells Built Museum. Uh, 80,000 square feet. That's a big building. That is a ton of yeah. room right there. So wow. five stories, brand new building, uh, one acre of land. If you're familiar with this location, it's across the street from the Wells Built Museum, which is a African-American historical museum in yep. Paramore, kind of like a block away from the Amway Center. I think right. it's on South, yeah, South Street. Yeah. So right now, if I'm not mistaken, there is nothing there. It's just a vacant lot. Yeah. And the the city signed off on it and they're going to they're going to build their headquarters there. The land itself is 1.3 million. That's before you put a building on it. That yeah. is a big investment into that area. You know, I've said this before. I don't know if I've said it on Bungalow or I've said it to friends in in uh in talk. I think that's one that's like the next evolution of downtown Orlando whether it's in Paramore or in like proper downtown is to recruit, keep 
build, lure, whatever you want to say, companies and not banks. I think I think right. downtown's great. I you know I work downtown. You have your business downtown, yep. but mm-hmm. I think the next evolution is how do you lure and how do you get um, big companies to come downtown? And before you answer that, Jim, we got to take a break. Okay, so we'll talk about that when we get back. All right. Welcome back to Bungalower and the Bus. I am the bus, John Busdecker, and Brendan O'Connor, the bungalower part of this, is taking the night off. So I'm joined tonight with Jim Hobart. Hey, John. Thanks. So sir. Jim is the owner of owner and founder of Macbeth Photo. Is it photo or photography? Studio. Studio. Oh, I'm we, getting them totally wrong. We, we, Macbeth Studio. Yep. We do more than photography. We are film as well. True, and you are downtown. You're you're a champion of downtown Orlando, and you just bought a home downtown. So yep. we're happy to have you, and we're happy to have you fill in here on Bungalow on the Bus, where we talk about all things downtown Orlando, and Winter Park, and College Park, and Thornton Park, and Soto, and all the parks, and all the fun that happens in Orlando. Absolutely. So we are at the Harp and Kelt, um, <coughs> or excuse me, we're actually on the Harp side. So if you're not familiar, side. downtown, Magnolia and Pine, yep. Irish Bar. The best Irish pub in Central Florida. The I best. Would, there you go. There I would you be go. happy to say. And, uh, and they sort of have two sides. There's the harp side, which is kind of the quieter, more relaxed yeah. side. And then there's the Celt side, which is the party crazy side. It's the raucous side. Yeah. And, you and can, so uh, thank you so much for getting some Guinness. Thank you, sir. Uh, delivered to our table. I'm going to take a sip, actually. And uh, you can actually reserve the harp side that we're on now for your own private parties. You can have, um, uh, I don't know, but fit maybe what, 50 people yeah, in this place? Yeah, I'd say 50 people in here. So you can have this place reserved for your own parties, or you can just come here and eat your dinner quiet if you don't want to be over on the noisy side with all the football fans. Yeah, and I should mention, today is actually our 50th episode, the 50th episode of Bungalow on the Bus, and Brendan just ducks out, doesn't even want to be a part of it. Congratulations, and I listened to every episode, I think. No, Might have missed one or that's two, why you, That's why it. you're here as the I co-host. I love this show. You're our number one and only fan. 50, that's, you're two weeks away from your one-year anniversary. And I think we're going to try to do something for the one-year anniversary. Wow. Don't really know what yet. We will figure that well, out. But that's, that's a huge achievement. Most podcasts fail after three episodes. We just something. have well nothing done. better to do. Well done. <laughs> so, Jim, before we had our break, we were talking about, I was talking about downtown Orlando. Uh, this Bags, Inc. company is yep. going to open up their, their headquarters in Paramore across the street from the Amway Center. Um, but I was saying how I feel like downtown doesn't have a lot of corporate headquarters. And what do you think it's going to take right. to get more of those sort of companies to want to establish their headquarters in downtown Orlando? Well, John, I think um, I think the city has moved a long way towards attracting those. I think we've done a ton of stuff, pub- things like public art and the, the opening of the Dr. Phillips Performing Arts Center and the amount of retail and other good things that are downtown is making that more attractive, I think, to, to corporate headquarters. I think we still need to fix our transportation. I, I agree. Think, I think I-4 has got to get done. Or True. It's getting better. Which will be but 2021? If there 22? was a train station in downtown Orlando that could take you to the airport, I think, and probably to the theme parks, but uh, to me that's <coughs> secondary. But I think if you could get to the airport on a train from downtown, I think that would change 
that would be a game changer. I agree. I, Some of it's just timing too. I mean, let's say even sure. if you do have that train that goes to the airport, even if if it, and they have this now, and I don't know if they just don't publicize it enough. Even if it was a train that goes to a bus and it's a dedicated line, like you know yep. that if you get either at the airport or if you're downtown and you need to get to the airport at midnight or 10 or whatever, yeah. and you can do that via a train to bus to whatever, like that's what I think needs to happen. But because right now, if you, even if you take a, if you take a, uh, like Sunrail, it ends at what? Nine, 10. Right. If, if your flight and, lands at 11, well, like, yeah. like you can't do it. Like maybe you and, took the train there because your flight left at eight in the morning, yep. but now you've landed at 11. Well, like I can't take but a train back. You can't get to the airport on. No, Sunday. no. I mean, and it's a $50 Uber or ta cab ride. So, you know, I think, I think that's one of the things I think infrastructure, like, like our public transportation is going to be the thing that's, that brings us up to the level yeah. and makes us competitive with other cities of our size Cause, i mean i know you go to new york a lot and i i want to yeah. say LaGuardia. like there's no train that goes to LaGuardia. you got to take a bus like or there's a, a there's a no. train that goes to a no, platform right. and then you get off and you get up but but you know that like you know as soon as like you know it's yep. gonna run every no. 10 minutes yep, you're right and you ain't gonna miss your flight whereas mm -hmm. here it might do that but if it does That's i fair. just don't know about it because maybe links just doesn't publicize That's it enough true. but like i just don't have enough confidence that if i took a train to a bus yep. i'm going to make my flight yep and i i think you know other things like retail downtown i think needs to come up and i heard that we are getting uh some new, you guys have probably talked about this on a previous show but there's retail coming into the old wells fargo building uh, uh, i didn't know that the morgan and morgan building the whole oh, oh yeah yeah, yeah. No, we have talked you know about that, that. Yeah. so yeah. we're morgan and morgan's at washington and washington and orange yeah yeah so Central. right now Central there's like nothing there. It's yep. just like glass. Right. But they're going to change that to like wood paneling and or wood and they're going to make Putting it kind of cool, mm -hmm. but they're going to put some retail there. Yeah. That, yeah I mean, that's been something that has been lacking downtown ever since I moved here in 2010. There's just, right. there's no retail downtown. You go to somewhere like St. Pete, they have, I mean, they have yeah. tons of like shops down there. So yeah. I don't know what, why there's a difference there. Because people know. live in downtown Orlando now. They're getting more and more residents right, right. that live in the high-rises and the neighborhoods. So yep. They're coming just, down the street. And, you know, things like having the Walgreens at Church and Orange, that's huge. That uh -huh. is, you know, just, just you can run out of your office and go grab something you need, you know, a convenience item, and then go home. You don't have to make another stop on the way home to get something. I think that kind of thing is helpful. I mean, it's probably going to have to be some sort of specialty stores at first. Like, I don't know yeah. if the Gap's going to open up a shop in downtown Orlando. Mm -hmm. Not to say that they couldn't, because there needs to be some sort of critical mass there where you would have sure. a lot of stuff, like in Winter Park, where you do go shopping yeah. in Winter Park. <laughs> you might need to have some specialty things that, like, yeah. you would make a particular trip to downtown sure. just to go shopping there. And right. I don't know what that is. Because a Saturday morning in downtown Orlando, it's pretty really, dead. There's no reason to be here, right? Yeah. Whereas Park Avenue, Saturday, Sunday, there's yeah. lots going on there. And granted, I so. mean Winter Park's been there for a hundred years. It's not a it's not a new city. Like yeah. they've they've been developing that, but they yeah. but they push it. Like they have merchants associations and yeah. their city like they protect what they have right. because they know people will come down there. They will shop. They right. will drink. They will sit there. Like they've that's a big a, deal. They've got a pottery barn. They've got a restoration yeah. hardware. They've got uh, street restaurants with, with chairs out on the sidewalk. Yeah. 
Orange Avenue has none of that stuff. No, you know? So no. I think think that will help. That will help draw large corporations to take a second look at downtown. It would be nice. It would yeah. be nice. Another thing that would be nice downtown, and I, I think I talked with Brendan about this, is back when a few weeks ago I went home to Michigan, and mm-hmm. there's a shop. There's a few shops in Michigan called Pure Detroit. They're in they're in buildings. They're, they're like in high rises. They're in, they have their own shops. Yep. They sell things that are made in Detroit. Mm-hmm. So like if you're a tourist or maybe you're somebody like me who grew up there and, and you want your home, you yep. want to buy something that says Detroit on it. That's where you right. go. And like if you were in Orlando and you wanted to take somebody to go buy like an Orlando thing, like where do you go? Yeah. Well, that brings us to. Kind of, a, kind of a sad note. A little bit, yeah. Orlando yeah. shirts. Orlando is, shirts is a place that I would take people to go get something that wasn't a touristy thing with palm trees and you know, you know, greetings from, you know, Orlando. Yeah, and they're selling now, their business and they're selling their business, which is sad. And you know, the it. I hope. I hope someone will come along, buy that, and you know, keep it, keep the name, keep the concept, keep the designs, and keep selling Orlando stuff because I think. That is a breath of fresh air for people who live here who yeah. don't want the touristy stuff with, you know. Yeah, Orlando Shirts is selling. I think they have a price tag of about 150000 I think they've got a few offers. Good, I hope so. And it's not just for the brand. It's for, like, equipment and, and sure. designs. There's, like, a whole thing to it. Yeah. So I know I know we have some stories on bungalower.com about that. Yep. But even just beyond shirts, Jim, mm-hmm. like, just stuff. Like, just stuff that Orlando people make. And this, right. this, this goes yeah, back to that this store in Detroit, Pure Detroit. They have about five locations in, in, in downtown Detroit. Right. Like I said, they're small. They're not huge stores. They're like in other buildings. But yep. if I want like a belt made in Detroit, I, see I, can, build, yeah. I can buy it there. Yep. And so like that's their thing. Like I would love to see something like that somewhere yeah. in Orlando where it's just like crafts people and, and Local shirts. Local artists, and, yeah. Exactly. And I think the closest I can think of for, if I if somebody wanted something made here, I would say there's our Sunday morning farmer's market. Which yeah. You, there's more, way more than produce there. There's all kinds of crafts people. That's a slightly different thing. It's not a store. Uh-huh. And some then, of it's crap, though. <laughs> some, well, every, every farmer's of market, it's some true. of it's crap. It's true. But it's some true. of it's really nice. And then I would say places like East End Market. Very true. Yeah, East End, there's the, the leather guy there yeah. that actually, ha- my, my wallet is from them, freehand goods. Right. And, but there's a lot of people like that, that, yeah. you know, they might not have the capacity to open up their own shop or the time. Right. Uh, there's a gentleman, I did a video on him about a year ago, a Secret Society Secret guy. Society Goods, yep. Yeah, and, and so he, like he, he shows up. great stuff. He, he makes fantastic stuff. And his stuff is at Orlando Shirts. But uh, if I wanted to, get, yeah, but yeah. that's another thing. Like, if, So that's yeah. great, it's there, but if I wanted to go somewhere to buy stuff like that. Right. Like right. he's at, he's, I'm sure I could email him or find it online, yep. but like I want to buy it at a shop. Where do I go? Like, they, like where's the Orlando shop? There's just not that thing. Right. So I would love to and, see that. And there is a, another thing worth mentioning is Market on South. Um, in addition to being a great restaurant there, they've also got a ton of little kind of corners of the, of the place. Uh-huh. Uh, individual Orlando sales, you know, Hillary Powers' map uh, was sold there for a long time and, and various other local artists can sell. So Market on South and East End Market, I think, are places that you can True. start to find that. But you're right. There's nothing downtown. We should open right. up an Orlando shop. Let's do it. Orlando shop right on Orange Avenue. I like it. I like it. All right. We're so gonna we're going to talk about Winter Park now. Okay. Are you a big fan of Winter Park or not? I do. I like a Winter Park. A little bit? Yeah. yeah. I'm not opposed. So <laughs> this was actually on the front page of the Orlando Sentinel uh, Thursday. 
Uh, Brendan uh, on Bungalow, we we wrote about it a few days ago, but they are uh, they're they're changing their Christmas tree there. Oh right, this was big news because I want to say last year they decided to replace one of their trees. I think their tree has had some some rough years lately. I don't even know where the Winter Park Christmas tree is is parked. Where do they where do they put somewhere it? Somewhere in park. Somewhere is it in that the, Central Park thing, yeah, right some, by the train station there. Yeah, somewhere down there. Okay. And for years and years and years, it's a real tree, but like I think like kids climb on it, and then they put these giant ornaments that weigh a oh, million it's, pounds. It's a gr- growing in the ground it tree. Was. Ah, they don't so, ship it in like the Rockefeller tree. So yeah, it was growing, and so I want to say last year, they they said, well, we can't use this tree no more, our original tree, because right. it was drooping and dying, whatever. Oh no! So they wanted to add a new tree and so instead of planting a new tree or finding a new tree they decided to install a digital tree and if you go to bungalow.com you can see photos of it it's it's kind of ugly it's i mean a, it's a cone of christmas lights yeah, yeah. i mean it's it probably a, does really cool stuff is it a pole with a bunch of i think so strings i'm sure it lights up to music it's probably really cool to see but it's not like it's not christmas really it's not what you think right. of when you think of christmas right it's there's nothing there you, no there's, there's no, no actual tree it's just so if i rem- if i remember right so i read this story in the sentinel thursday morning the digital tree that they installed this year, it was $35,000, which is, you know. It's essentially a bunch of lights. It is. That's a lot of yeah. money for some lights. It is. And so I think people hated it. <laughs> I think people in Winter Park called it ugly. Did and demand and their money back? I want to say gaudy was a word they had used. Oh. Somebody called it Las Vegas Christmas. <laughs> so they didn't love it. And, and you see. know. And Winter Park is a pretty traditional it is, and it is. Um, you know, and I'm sure somebody conservative kind of. I'm sure somebody thought this was a great idea, but it's just not Winter Park. Someone probably called it the Happy Holidays tree, and and, I, and I'll be honest, I think the tree in, uh, at Lake Eola is ugly too. <laughs> it's, it's got too many lights. I think so many lights that you can't see the tree. I agree. It's just a it's a sea of lights as well. I think I, I think it's kind of ugly, yeah. but anyway, but at least it's sort of a it's, it's sort a of a real tree, right? Well, in the daytime, it looks like something. Yeah. yeah. This I guess. So this you got to go to bungalow.com to see it. <laughs> it. It's just like lights that go from a cone. It, it, it looks like a cone. So <laughs> somebody said maybe you it's know a rocket what? a rocket ship. We should probably not have this. So they're going to put in a new tree. Uh, they, they got it this week. It's a new 20-foot tree, cedar tree. It was from a nursery in North Florida. Oh, so they're planting it they're now. They're planting a tree. So by next December, it'll be okay. healthy yeah. and strong. And I think it was like it was like three or $4,000. And, and you know, it's it's a big mature tree. Now they need $30,000 worth of lights to True. string around it. So I, I want to say I read keep that. Keep these lights? What was that? Keep these lights and just put them I on think, a tree? I mean, you can't. You can't. They're going to do something with this because you can't just not use that. If you've spent $35,000, <laughs> you can't just put that in a storage shed. you got to use it. Decorate somebody's house with it. Maybe. Or just put it somewhere different. Or yeah. I don't know. They'll do something <laughs> with it. But this new tree is, uh, I want to say they. I read that they're going to put like a fence around it to keep kids from climbing it. Oh, and that's the problem. Ruining it, apparently. Okay. Yeah. Kids. Nothing but trouble, these kids. So, yeah. So we Get won't see lawn. that. We won't see that till probably next year lit up, but I think they're going to plant it right. pretty soon. Tune in here about Thanksgiving of next year. Yeah, we'll probably be chatting about it. As long as Brendan and I are still alive, we will be doing it. We will chat about all that stuff. Uh, uh, I'm going to talk about Anna. 
Please do, yes. Anna. We are big fans. She is on the cover of Time Magazine. Magazine. Anna Eskamani, yeah. our our new um, running. up and coming. She's running for, she's, for she's, state uh, representative. Yep. District 47? 47, yep. That's, <laughs> I can never She's She's our, our district. I know she that. She should have and, like, a, like a jingle <laughs> that says like who she is and, and what district she represents so I can remember. Anna, if you're listening... I don't John know. wants to write a jingle for yeah, you. Yeah, I'll write a jingle for you. Yeah, I'm pretty, I have an honest sign in my yard Yep. as well. I'm, 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 I'm in her district. You know, I had an Anna Eskamani sign so in my yard it? until someone took it away. I'm sure she'll give you another I one. I have another one, but I don't want to put it out yet because I don't want to lose another I'm one sure until it gets a little closer hundreds to. Of them. Yeah, yeah, she'll she'll give you one. If you just, just look up Anna Eskamani and, and she'll deliver one to your house personally. She actually so brought it So if you don't know, home. Anna's like 20. Seven, <laughs> yep. Running for state representative, she might be twenty-eight now. Running for state representative, super Orlando, like loves Orlando, Central Florida. Yep. Goes to UCF. I think she's getting her doctorate. Yep. Doctorate. Super busy all the time. Um, she is on the cover of Time Magazine this week, along with like along with like a hundred other people, other so women. I should. Who I should are, it's not just her face on there, but it's it's. They're they're um they're women who marched and are now running. It's yeah. all young women who yeah. have been fired up by the recent developments in politics yeah. and have decided they're gonna make they're gonna be the change now. Yeah. And so they're they're getting excited. So, so she's on the cover. I saw it today on Facebook. If you look at it, I think she's in like the bottom right corner. Yeah. Hopefully they don't put like a, a if, sticker over. If you're <laughs> if you're a subscriber, peel yeah. up your address sticker yeah. and you'll see Anna's face right yeah. underneath. If that. you're a subscriber to Time, which I don't know how many are, are left, but Hopefully you yeah. you get this this issue right on. So yeah, it's it's good to see big, somebody local. Big fan. She hasn't won yet. I know she's running against somebody. I, I don't know who. I, I I have no idea who she's. I don't running know, against. but I, I think she's raised enough money that um, she's probably not going to get a primary challenge. She has a ton. She so has a ton of money. She's <laughs> she has got a, more than a hundred thousand dollars. She's got money, and if she can avoid the primary challenger and spend her money on on beating the opposition, then yeah. that's that's good. I am I I don't know everything about politics, but I think I think she'll be all right. But she just she just has to keep kind of sticking to it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. We're big fans. So uh, we did talk about this earlier, but we we should have touched on it. So Amazon months ago did this yes. whole PR push where they were going to pick a city where they were going to move their second headquarters, H2, I think they call it, HQ2. Yep. HQ2. So I right mean. now, Amazon Jim is in Seattle. That's where their big campus is. Yep. And they want to have a second headquarters somewhere. And and Brent yeah. and I talked about this uh, uh, several months ago and how whoever was in that meeting, that PR marketing meeting, and yep. raised their hand and said, you know what? Why don't we just open this up to everybody? Because most of the time when corporations yeah. decide where they're going to move or, or relocate, it's an internal thing. They might do all the work and then pick like two places and then have those two places sort of yeah. fight over Who's it. Who's going to give us the big tax incentive? Yeah, yeah. when I used to live in yeah. Alabama, uh, Huntsville, Alabama and Chattanooga, Tennessee were fighting over a Volkswagen plant. Right. And Chattanooga ended up getting it. and. Yep. So Amazon, to their credit, somebody said, you know what? Why don't we just have like the world? Let's, let's <laughs> let North America. Everybody in America fight over it. And get all yeah. the publicity. And they did. Whoever genius. Did that, genius. So they genius. did that. And all they had, I think, I think they had 238 submissions yep. from you know New York City to probably some small yeah. town in Texas that said, we want them here. Yep. And, and they, Orlando was in the running for a while. So Orlando put their bid in. Yep. Somebody did. I think the economic development folks the did. The OEP. 
the Whatever Orlando they're Economic no, I Partnership. I always forget what I think their that's name what they is. Somebody's going to yell at me and yeah. send me the name of their company. But uh, somebody put that together. Yeah, Brendan really wants to see that packet. I don't think it's public information because uh, they are a quasi-public-private partnership, the Orlando Inc. So uh, he wants to see I, what they. I would pushed. love to see what they submitted yeah. as well. Yeah, I'm fascinated. Anyway, by they uh, they submitted Amazon this week, put out their 20 cities. Don't that, say it. That are don't that, tell that, me that have been uh, are in the final 20. And Orlando is not part of that 20. Maybe they'll give us like a, what do they call it? A, um, a wild card? <laughs> well, can, can we get in on a wild card slot? I don't think so. Come on. So we yeah, Orlando, Amazon. Orlando didn't make it. Jeff Bezos, if you're listening, <laughs> you <laughs> have made is. a huge blunder. Well, I'm sure he's one of your listeners, right? So can some you of see the, the names? that did make it are Atlanta, Washington, D.C., Pittsburgh, Oh, uh, mostly a lot of Midwest and East Coast cities I know made it. It's supposed to be East Coast, right? The whole idea yeah. was that it be the other side of the country, f- yeah, four, three time zones away, so they could, yeah. I think so. So the only city in Florida that did make the list is Miami. Miami did make the list, and I can't you know, see that happening. But they're a huge city, and and I'm sure they have a lot of talent down there, and people would want to live there. I think. Do you have a? Do you want to do you want to bet on it? Yeah. Who do you? Okay. So wait. Okay. Let me pull up the list. Let me so let me read some more cities. of these names. Twenty yep. cities. All right. Here, wait. I'm going to read some of the list. And yep. I know some people were disappointed, but I'm very I disappointed. Think, I think there was some realists though that said, "You know, thousand jobs or something like oh, that." Oh yeah. I mean, it was it was, was going to be a boost. Whoever yep. gets it, although it could be a little bit of a white elephant, you could get this thing and then be like, "Oh crap! Now what are we going to do?" Yeah. So, so there was. Can I say crap? Oh, you can say crap. All right, good. So here's some of the cities. Toronto, Columbus, Ohio, Indianapolis, Chicago, Denver, Nashville, L.A., uh, Dallas, Raleigh, Northern Virginia, which is, you know, basically D.C., right. Atlanta, Miami, Boston, New York, Pittsburgh, New York. So just like, you know, right. main big cities here. Yeah. Um, hmm. If you had to guess, if you had to pick one city that you think will be chosen, who do you pick, Jim? Now this is not a distribution center, right? This is this not. Is a head, this is this a. This is an HQ. Yeah, because so we so have a distribution center here in Orlando. Yeah. One by the airport. Because I'm thinking if 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 distribution were important, I would say Atlanta is prime location. Uh huh. I think they are. But since it's not, I think it's probably going to be closer to DC because they're going to want to do that. I would. Mm, probably Raleigh. I think so. Raleigh is a smaller Raleigh city. Durham. Of all the cities on here, it is, but it's like a part of a three city yeah, that kind triangle of that network they have there. there. And I think with the three of them plus their proximity to DC, I, that's who I'm going. I'm going I, with Raleigh. So I guess. heard this on the radio. We're actually running out of time. We're not oh, going to no. have much time for events, but I heard this on the radio months ago. And the guy who was sort of picking it a long time ago, he said Toronto. Really? He said Toronto because they don't have to worry about health insurance and any of that stuff. It's all sort of paid that for. That is a huge... They all have the, they have the infrastructure there. They have mass transit. They have... They have a prime minister who's, like, sensible. All of that stuff. So smart. His, his... He said Toronto. So we'll see. We'll Whoa. see what happens. Yeah. So we got, like, That's 10 seconds left, Jim. We didn't get <laughs> any events. So I will say some all right. events. All right. Creole Day has their Night of Fire on Saturday. Cool event. They do glass blowing and, and I think they do glass blowing. Everything okay. that has to do with fire, glass, pottery, whatever. Cool. Hindu Cowboys. Hindu Cowboys at Will's Pub on Sunday night. If you've never heard the Hindu Cowboys, 
get out there and see them. Joseph Martins is one of my best buddies, and I love their music. So Will's Pub on Sunday. And probably the biggest event that people sort of laugh at, but it draws 65,000 people, is Monster Jam. Monster Jam at the Camping World Stadium. I'm going to laugh If at you've it never right been, it is a ton of fun. You get to see big trucks crush little cars. I'm telling you, it is a great event. So... Thank you, Jim, for Thank coming. Thank you for and letting me be on your show today. This is a huge honor. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for coming and co-hosting. I'm John Bustecker. We will be back next week.